Hi folks, it's good to be together again. I have a word from God to share with you, but I, before I do, I just want to generally encourage everybody. I know this is getting drawn out now and it's, it's, it's a challenge and uh, some of you will be struggling. It's very tough and I know some of you will be struggling with your own emotional and mental health. Others are struggling because you have loved ones who have been affected and are being affected by COVID-19 and others of you because you are really on the front line in different ways in the health service or in care service in various ways counseling and so on and and it's a challenge so i just want to encourage you first of all to say this too will end we will get through this and we will be together again and there will be a new normal for us eventually but also in my in my um reading this morning in the bible i was reading the gospel of mark and there's a verse in which it just says, I've never noticed it before, in Mark chapter 9, that uh, Jesus wanted to be alone with his disciples. He didn't want the crowds to know he was there because he wanted time alone with his disciples to teach them. And I found myself, Lord, in this time alone with you, where we have perhaps not loads more time, some of us, but maybe we get to manage our time more. Lord, what do you want to teach me? What are you forming in me? What are you preparing me for? Because many of us are just beginning to sense that there is going to be some great opportunities in the future after we get through this. So what's God preparing us for? And I just want to encourage you, you know, God is forming you for your future. And so God is with us in this. God is going to bring us through it. But also God is forming something in us in this time. So be encouraged by that. Okay, so let me bring... The word of God to you. Um, we sensed, we were confident that moving into this new year, that the focus for us was on the gates and on open gates. The focus was about being sent out into the world and receiving people in from the world. And we've also had a bit of a focus on the book of Acts from time to time with that in mind. And I, you know, I believe, it, although it's ironic that, that we're in lockdown, I still believe the focus is on open gates and the focus is on um, the kind of things we see in the book of Acts and so I've been thinking about gates and acts and so I thought well I'm going to have a look at some of the references to gates in the book of Acts and, and when I did some things have really just jumped out for me that I hope are going to bless you now let, let's just be clear when I talk about gates or open gates then they're representing us being focused on reaching out to the other and receiving in the other. Reaching out and receiving in. And our focus not being ourselves. You know, at times like this, it's very easy to turn inwards to ourselves. But God, I believe, is calling us to turn outwards to others. Um, so the gates... Is about being focused on the other and I know some of you are doing that in very practical ways at the moment it can be just small ways but it counts you know just that that act of kindness that that phone call that text that um, that gift I know others of you are, are really out there at the moment focusing on others focusing on those not inside the church family but outside um, helping feed people get food to people being at the end of the phone people and I know for some of you you're you're really focused on the other because it's your job 
right on the front line in the health service, for example, and, and you know, the struggle for you is actually making time for yourself. Well, we just want to know, we are you to know, we are with you, we are praying for you, and we support you. And here's what I've got for you this morning, is if you're focused on the other, if you're focused on reaching out and receiving in, here's some promises from the book of Acts to encourage you. Now, the first story is quite well known because we've referred to it a few times already. It's in Acts chapter 3, and it's when Peter and John are going to the temple to pray, and they meet a beggar outside the gate, outside the gate, beautiful, and the beggar's asking them for some money. And they say, you know, you know the story well, silver and gold have I none, but that which I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ stand up and walk and there is a miracle at the gate and i'm not going to say much more about that story than this but i believe that miracles number one miracles happen at the gates miracles happen at the gates um, and if we are focused on reaching out and receiving in the other then we will see miracles happen you know i think miracles don't happen so much when we're turned inward on ourselves and our focus is inwards but I think when we turn outwards, when we're missional, we see miracles. When we focus on the other, we will see miracles at the gates. So that's the first story. The second story is found in Acts chapter 10, and it's also quite well known. I've referred to it a few times. It's a story when God speaks to a Gentile, a Gentile centurion called Cornelius. And Gentiles were non-Jews basically, and therefore they were in one sense outside of the people of God. They were foreigners to the covenant. Um, but many of them, including Cornelius, they were still what were called God-fearers. They kind of worshipped God in their own way, even though they were not Jews. And God spoke to Cornelius and he said, send some of your people to, to Simon Peter. And so they went. At the same time, Peter has... He's, he's, he's on the roof, praying or sleeping. They said he goes into a trance. I think he fell asleep during prayer. We've all done it. And um, But he, he has a dream. And in this dream, he sees a sheet coming down out of heaven with all kinds of animals, kosher and non-kosher, according to Jewish uh, rituals, you know, pure and impure. And God says to him, get up and eat. Eat them all. And, he, and Peter says, oh, no, Lord, far be it from me to eat that which is unclean. And God says, don't you call... Uh, unclean what I've called clean and this is a massively important moment in the history of the church because God is saying those laws which separate clean and unclean the insider and the outsider the the us and the them God is bringing an end to all that he's bringing an end to the division between Jew and Gentile so right to that point because God has been arranging this divine appointment right at that point these people who've come from Cornelius arrive at Peter's house and it says this it's in verse 17 let me just get this so I get this right it says they stopped at the gates they stopped at the gate and they call up to Peter and Peter comes down because of the dream because of these guys turning up in obedience to a, a word from God he realizes what's happening now he hesitates for a moment because Jews were not supposed to have Gentiles come into their house because Gentiles were unclean. They were the outsiders. But Peter realizes what's happening. And it says he invites them into his house. This is a massively important moment because Peter's 
generous hospitality is going to lead to great opportunity. This is the point from which the gospel is not just limited to a Jewish enclave, but it's breaking out into the Gentile world so that the gospel can go to the whole world. This is momentous. It's prophetic. And just this little moment where Peter invites them over the gates, over the threshold, through the gates, something amazing is happening. Number two then, at the gates, barriers are broken down and doors of opportunity are opened. We read in Ephesians that through the cross, Jesus has broken down the barrier, the walls of hostility. There's now no longer any Jew and Gentile, insider, outsider, them and us. The gospel is for everyone. And when we get that into our hearts and our minds and our focus is on reaching out and receiving in the other, we see barriers broken down and doors of opportunity opened. The final story, and obviously I'm referring to these, I'd love you for, the, for you to read them in your own time and think about them. But the final story I actually want to turn to and um, read to you, and it's in Acts chapter 6. And this is about um, Paul, Paul and Silas, some other followers and, of Christ. And um, this time they're going to pray, but not at the temple, as Peter and John did. They're going to pray, it says, outside the city gates. Let, let, me, let me read it to you. It says, um, on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, Come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. So they went out to pray. But they were going outside the gates this time. They weren't sticking to the familiar. They were going outside the gates. You know, we don't have to have a special holy place to pray. We can pray everywhere. Everywhere's a holy place. So they're going, but they're at the gates. But instead of praying, they actually get the opportunity to share the gospel with these women, including Lydia, and they respond to the gospel. They, they, um, they respond and, 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 and give their lives to God. And uh, it's fantastic. They, you know, it's great that we're, we get the opportunity at the gates to share the gospel. And, and I believe the third point then is that at the gates, the gospel bears fruit. Even though we are confined at the moment, in lockdown, when our focus is on the other, when our focus is outward, when our focus is on reaching out and receiving in, we will see the gospel bear fruit. Paul writes to the Philippians, he's in prison, he's under house arrest, he's confined, but he writes them, hey, I'm rejoicing because the gospel is bearing fruit all over the world. And, and folks, I, I believe we could move into a, a time after this period of lockdown where we see the gospel bearing fruit in, in unprecedented ways and God's preparing us for that but it's as our focus is outwards we get to tell people this wonderful beautiful story the greatest story ever told 
of Jesus' death and resurrection and the difference that makes to the whole world and to people's lives. And people will respond. What's beautiful about this as well is that Lydia, as part of her response, she has received this generous hospitality of heart from Paul and Silas. And so what she does, she says, hey, come into my house. And I, I believe as we, if our focus is on the gates, we will be given opportunity to step into people's lives and to share with them about Jesus and about the gospel and to help um, influence their journey with God. And so folks, take encouragement from this, please. As our focus is on the gates, as our focus is on the other, our focus is on reaching out and receiving in these promises are going to come. You know, well, the good thing about this is, is that we, uh, we, we get blessed in this. We, as Alison was reminding us a couple of weeks ago, focusing on, on the other, seeking to love others well, is one of the best things for our, all, our own well-being. God has wired us that way, that to actually, when we get turned in on ourselves, it's not so good. When we get turned outward to love others, it's actually better for our well-being. So it's good for us, but there are these promises as well that I want you to take encouragement from. Number one, miracles happen at the gates. Number two, barriers are broken down and doors of opportunity are opened at the gates. And thirdly, the gospel bears fruit at the gates. You know, the wonderful thing is as well, notice the th about the three different people that are touched by the gospel here. One was a crippled beggar. The second was a Gentile who was an outsider in those days. And the third was a woman. And in Judaism of that time, they would pray, thank you, God, that I was not born a woman. These were seen as, as second class, as, as, as people, as not as important as the, the religious men. Take encouragement from these promises. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And hopefully we'll be together again soon. God bless. Thank you.